0: as we welcome in our good friend colleague here at the station covers the Ohio State Buckeyes of course for buckeyesnow.com Brendan Gulick joining us on the North Olmsted Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram hotline Brendan how you doing tonight my friend
1: I'm great, Spence. Rumor has it the hottest takes come uh, on Friday night. So I'm, uh, I, I don't know where I heard that, but uh, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm waiting for some heat from you.
0: Well, we'll see if by the end of the same <laughs> either I give you one or you give me one. Uh, we'll find out. Let's start with just the matchup as as a whole, just the overarching view. As I think fans get ready for the for the game tomorrow. I don't know. Like I, I know Buckeyes fans tend to put on like the the confident face and say, "Oh, I'm not worried about them. We always beat. We always beat Penn State." But I don't know. Shouldn't there be a little bit of nervousness about this one? Because Penn State seems like they're pretty much the real deal this year.
1: Yeah, dude. I'm not. Uh, I'm not sleeping easy tonight if I'm a Buckeye fan. I mean, it's. I don't think it is unfair to say that this Penn State team is the best Ohio the best Penn State team that Ohio State has faced in probably a decade. Uh probably Penn State's best team since they won the Big 10. You know, they are they are plenty good enough offensively even though there are some metrics out there that would indicate that they're not, you know, elite. Um their defense is the real deal so far and I am concerned if I'm an Ohio State fan because where Penn State is strongest defensively Ohio State is weakest offensively and I'm prefacing that by saying that Ohio State's offensive line is fine they're they're pretty good they're not elite and Penn State's defensive line is elite and they've got good linebacking play, and they've got, I think, two cornerbacks that are going to play in the NFL. Um, Penn State's defense is the real deal. And I'm not saying Ohio State's going to, like, get shut out tomorrow kind of thing. I think that's, that's you know, crazy. But the Buckeyes are going to have a hard time moving the football, I think. There are going to be some frustrating moments, and uh, it's it is going to be a really tough, you know, grinded out game that Ohio state is plenty capable of winning, but they are, they are on uh, alert tomorrow for sure.
0: Outside of wide receiver, you kind of went through, you know, different areas of of the two teams, especially the, the the Ohio state offensive line versus the Penn state defensive line. Is there a position outside of receiver that Ohio state has a clear advantage in this game?
1: Uh, So give me a little more context. Like, Ohio State receivers compared to Penn State receivers or literally who they're going to match up against?
0: Um, yeah, that's a good way to actually I think about it back at me. I was just kind of writing the question down, thinking through it myself. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess more so if you went like just position by position, sort of going down the list, is there like where does Ohio State, I guess, if you are looking at it on a graphic and it was like quarterback, wide receiver, a running back, like sure. as you kind of check those boxes – Is there another group outside of wide receiver? Because obviously I think we'd all agree Ohio State has the advantage there that Ohio State you'd think has an advantage.
1: I think Ohio State is on a level playing field from that perspective. They're on a level playing field pretty much across the board. Um, Penn State might have a a better offensive line right now if I had to pick one versus the other. Um, And then some of that answer is going to depend upon health because – if Travion Henderson and Mayan Williams and Chip Traynham are all healthy and all playing tomorrow, even though Penn State has two really good sophomore running backs, I'm still going with Ohio State's running back room. But if the Buckeyes are not at full health tomorrow, and again, I'm not like knocking down Hayden, it's part of the the embarrassment of riches that the Buckeyes have. Their fourth-string running back is a dude. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I just think Ohio State – at full strength is, you know, it has the ability to be a juggernaut at their skill position spots. And there's nothing offensively that Penn State has that is clearly better than the Buckeyes from a skill position spot. But the difference between these two teams, Penn State built their team based on the line of scrimmage and this incredibly aggressive, gritty, Physical, downhill, attacking, defensive style. um, Which Ohio State has played in years past, but they've pulled back off of that a little bit because they've trusted their defensive line to create enough pressure that they don't need to bring extra hats in in the pass game. Um, And Penn State has, frankly, three defensive ends that are NFL caliber right now. And I just think Ohio State's tackles are going to have a really tough day tomorrow. That doesn't mean I... I think they're going to get torched. I just think that Kyle McCord's going to probably be under a lot of pressure if Ryan Day and Brian Hartline don't scheme some quicker passing plays to to get guys open. Um, I hope I'm wrong, but I think Penn State's defense is really, really good.
0: Talk with Brennan Gulick on the hotline. Follow him on Twitter, at Gulick 22 Of course, he follow, he covers Ohio State, I should say for Buckeyes now. Um, you mentioned some of the injuries there for Ohio State. I know I've kind of been reading throughout the week, Ryan Day, per usual, non-committal on their statuses, but what's your read on some of the guys you named? Henderson, Williams, Trenum, uh, Ibuka, Denzel Burke?
1: Yeah, I mean, Ryan Day said this week that he was hopeful all of those guys were going to play, and he said it in a way that, Came across pretty believable. But when I joined Jonathan earlier this week, it, you know, we had a little fun with the idea that Ryan Day was just hopeful. And, you know, what does that mean? I mean, we're all hopeful, right? So um, I I guess if you're asking me on a guy-by-guy basis, I am inclined to say that Travion Henderson is going to play. I would be surprised if he doesn't. Um, I think Emeka Ibuka is going to play. I I don't know enough about Mayan Williams. And Chip Trainham, I am not 100% sure how well he's recovered after getting absolutely smoked last week. Um, it sounded like he had a concussion. The Buckeyes never officially confirmed that, but there were a couple of reports out there from people that I trust that, that basically said that's what he was dealing with. Um, you know, I... I kind of expect Denzel Burke to play as well. Um, I just think Ohio State realizes, Spence, that, like, I I don't want to over minimalize this, but there is some truth to, hey, you got a three game season. You got to beat Notre Dame. You got to beat Penn State. You got to beat Michigan. And the rest of the games, like, you should win and it shouldn't be that big of a problem. So if, if this was a game against Minnesota, where you're getting ready for Michigan next week, maybe you don't see guys go suit up that really need to be at their 100% best. But you got to win this game. And the reality is if you lose this game, it is sound the alarm bells not good because Mm -hmm. Michigan is also, despite everything they're going through right now, and and who knows what's going to happen to that program at the moment, uh, Michigan's really, really good. And if Ohio State can't beat Penn State – I mean, they're potentially talking about being a top-five team in the country that's third in their own division, and that's not going to sit well with them down there. We'll
0: get back to what you mentioned, Michigan and everything they're wrapped up in right now. But uh, you mentioned the three-game this three-game season essentially for Ohio State, and people love to put the fire or not fire Ryan Day conversation out there into the the abyss when they whenever they can. Even with that, though. Who do you think needs this one more, Ryan Day in terms of his job or James Franklin in terms of his? Because James Franklin, this has been like the thorn in his side. He hasn't been able to get this monkey off his back, whereas Ryan Day at least has the resume that he has where he hasn't lost a lot of games in the regular season or in the Big Ten, and he's obviously made some playoff runs on top of it. Who do you think is under more pressure with this game?
1: Yeah, it's such a fun topic to discuss in a forum like this. But I I don't know if I can pick an answer because I think they both need this game in the worst way. This, This is a game for Penn State that, as you kind of alluded to, is all about opportunity. Like, Penn State has been so close to proving that they can be one of the elite teams in college football for several years now, and they just haven't quite been able to get over the hump. They've played really, really well since they lost to Ohio State last year in a game where for three quarters, they were definitely the better team until J.T. tui middle out just
0: went bananas
1: in the fourth quarter. Um, they won the Rose Bowl. They've got, I think, a significantly better quarterback in Drew Aller than they had last year in Sean Clifford. Yeah. Um, they've got two really good young running backs. They've got talent at wide receiver. I, I, I think this offense can supplement enough of their defense. It is time for Penn State to figure it out if you want to be taken seriously as a you know truly elite team in college football so from that perspective James Franklin needs this game he's got to finally get over the hump for Ryan Day this game means everything because if you lose this game you're gonna lose a lot of credibility it's it's ridiculous it's unfair <laughs> Ryan Day is 51 and six. He's thirty-four and two in the Big Ten. He's lost two home games in five years. Like we're talking about something that's just dumb. He shouldn't be on a hot seat. But if Ryan Day loses to Penn State, and and God forbid, loses to Michigan a third year in a row uh, with with a new athletic director coming in after Gene retires this summer, I just think there is going to be an, a segment of this fan base that's going to get really loud and really upset. So I'm not saying Ryan days on, you know, watch it. You're going to get fired mode here, but they acknowledge the standard down there, man. They, they yeah. say it all the time. We, we're we not allowed to lose, so you can't lose this game.
0: Brandon Gulick on the North Olmsted Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram hotline. A few more minutes here. Uh, going back to the Michigan thing. What do you make of these cheating accusations?
1: You know, I, I need to learn a little bit more about it. What I'm reading so far, what I'm hearing so far is, um, Certainly concerning. It also makes me wonder who's got an axe to grind with Michigan. That uh, something like they got a target on their out. back right now. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> um, somebody is not happy with the Wolverines, and they are making it uh, making it pretty public. And then when you go back and you know when you go back and watch, like for example, Greg Schiano's halftime interview. Yeah, I with saw Rutgers that. In Michigan was tight game. Like, there's some different context now to what he's saying, isn't there? Yeah. Um you know I, I I don't know man. Uh it's it's extremely disappointing if it's true. Michigan is obviously sitting there with some egg on their face. I think Jim Harbaugh is in some trouble if if they're if the, the evidence against Michigan is deemed credible because He's already been suspended for three games this year, even if they thought it was dumb and they self-imposed the suspension. And even if Harbaugh, let's just give him all the benefit of the doubt in the world. Let's say he had no idea that this was going on. It's your job to know. You have to know. You are the head coach of Michigan. You are not allowed to not know that this is happening. So I, I don't know, man. I mean, maybe he survives it. Um,
0: I'll tell you, I don't think it's going to matter because I think he's going to go to the NFL.
1: Well, that's the other part of it is does he leave on his own accord and just say, okay, I th- enough,
0: I, I tell you what, Brendan, like between the buying cheeseburgers and, and, and again, that, 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 that wasn't about the cheeseburgers as much as it was about like you lied to the NCAA. If you lie to the NCAA, sure. they're always going to throw the book at you. The cheeseburgers thing was, was nobody really cared about that. But, um, yeah, like between that, between this, it's like he's got to be so sick of the NCA just poking around in his business and you know being up as you know what that I feel like he's just going to be like you know what I don't have to worry about this I can just go to the NFL that's my uh, there's there's I mean, a there's maybe, a hot take for you
1: may, maybe <laughs> if he was just a more likable guy it wouldn't be a problem i don't that's know true. like he's just <laughs> i mean there's a reason why he's like this this punching bag he's he's a weird dude like i don't think that he's a bad guy he's just He's just not likable. And and I am finding it extremely ironic that, you know, Michigan who like hangs on their high standards and their morals of we do things the right way and we do them better than you and so on and so forth. Like they're caught in the crosshairs of, you know, what is being painted as one big black, ugly, you know, black eye, you know, uh, just cheating scandal. Um, Yeah. I don't know. Not good.
0: All right, 30 to 60 seconds. I'll get you out of here. What's your prediction for the game? I just said before I brought you on that it's going to be Penn State by double
1: digits. Wow. <laughs> you told me your hot take was what you said earlier about Harbaugh. <laughs> Ten points or more.
0: I had to drop it Ooh. on you at the very
1: end here. Golly, you dumped that on me. Uh, look, I, I'm I'm going to stick to my guns, and I'll say publicly on, on the fan here what I said on, uh, on our site. I, I think it's going to be... Crazy game. I'm going 29-27 Ohio State, so just barely hit the over and and Penn State covers on the road. Um, I just think it's going to be one of those weird games where you watch something and you're like, wow, I haven't seen that in a long time. Like, there'll be a couple of plays that really catch you off guard. Um, I'll tell you right now, it wouldn't surprise me one bit if Penn State scores either a defensive or probably more likely a special teams touchdown. Ohio State special teams have not been as good the last couple of weeks. Um, Kyle McCord hasn't thrown an interception since the first half of the first game, so I'm not saying that he's going to throw a pick six. But um, I just – I'm a believer in Penn State's defensive line, and I hope I'm wrong, man. Um, but I got the Bucks hanging on by two, 29-27.
0: At Brendan Gulick, 22, you can read everything he's doing over at BuckeyesNow.com. And you want to head to the YouTube page as well, Buckeyes Now, where uh, they do film breakdown every week. It's a, He does a tremendous job. Brendan's the man. So, Brendan, appreciates you as always, my friend. Enjoy the game tomorrow.
1: Thanks, bro. You too. Talk to you soon.
0: Sounds good. Thanks, Brendan. Good stuff from Brendan Gulick as always. He's picking the Buckeyes to hang on. I'm saying they lose by double digits. We're very, very opposite ends of the spectrum.